What up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 106 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. This is a free writing session episode, as you could probably tell by the title. And in this episode, I share my May and June 2018 writing stats, a writing tip that I picked up along the way. I share a Spun Today questionnaire submitted by fellow author Travis Kepler. And finally, read and reflect on some of my free writing, which is located at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. Tons of goodies in this episode. Alrighty, my June and July writing stats, my bad, I said May and June, but it's actually June and July. I give you guys the May count during the last free writing episode. Alright, for June, I wrote 17 out of the 30 days of the month. That's an average percentage of 56.7% of the days that I actually wrote. 56.7% of the days in the month of June 2018, I actually did some writing. In July, in July, I have a built-in excuse. My wife had a baby. I know, I know, excuses, excuses. So I only wrote 14 out of the 31 days that month for a writing percentage of 45.2%. So July 2018, I wrote 45.2% of the days. Spoiler alert though, the month of August so far, so good, I'm killing it. And you guys will find out the stats, my writing stats for August 2018 during the next free writing episode of the Spun Today podcast. So tune in for that one to see if I actually finish out the month strong or not. All right. So the writing tip that I want to share with you guys during this episode is one that I read on rockyourwriting.com. And the title of the post, which I will link to in the episode notes, is how to figure out your book's genre. Now, it's something that seems, or at least to me, from the outside looking in, seemed nonsensical. It's like, come on, how do you not know what genre you're writing in? But from the experience, going through the experience of writing my first novel, working title, Fractal, release date, TBD, I realized how much overlap there actually is and how many different genres there actually are. My book is definitely more as, you know, as I learned the definitions of each genre is definitely more of a thriller, but it has some elements of action adventure, has some elements of fantasy, it has some elements of sci-fi. So, so your genre is not as on the nose as I once thought that it would be. And as a writer, it's definitely important to know what genre you're writing in, to know what genre to categorize your book as once you put it out there once you self-publish you know if you don't have a publisher or an agent telling you uh doing that stuff for you and telling you what genre your book is in and you want to make sure you get that right so that you market it properly and also if you categorize something as a romance novel but it's really a fantasy novel you're gonna get shit reviews because when you go deeper into each genre each genre has its own separate conventions And readers of said genre have expectations based on the genre that they're reading. You know, I don't want to pick up an action-adventure book and have it turn out to be an erotica novel. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. Chicka-chicka-bow-wow. Let me stop. All right. So, I just want to read you guys a a quick excerpt that breaks down a few different genres uh, along with a like a one-liner description of what the genre is. But I definitely encourage you guys to read the the full post, which again is linked in the episode notes. And encourage you guys that are writers or anybody who's just uh, interested in how to peek behind the curtain and see how the sausage is made to take a look and see what makes a specific genre that specific genre. All right, so first up is action-adventure. And these are stories including epic journeys, 
lots of conflict, high stakes, and some violence. Erotica, stories of sexual exploration. Fantasy, stories usually involving magic, other worlds, mythological, mystical figures. Horror, stories that invoke fear. Literary fiction, stories with a focus on the quality of the prose over the narrative arc. Mystery, stories that involve solving a crime, usually a murder. Thriller suspense, stories of high tension that can involve either action or mystery. Romance, stories about love, intimacy. Sci-fi, stories usually involving technology, aliens, science-related alternative worlds. Westerns, stories taking place in America's, quote, Old West, and often the focus on justice. Westerns are interesting, by the way. When you when you look uh, deeper into them, they can, for example, you can have a Western that takes place in the future. And that is because of the story's focus on justice and good triumphing over evil, etc. So you can have a fantasy Western, for example. And, you know, different genres, you know, overlap with each other. And you can have a action-adventure mystery. Or a romantic thriller suspense novel, you know? And last but not least on this list is women's fiction, which are stories about women experiencing emotional growth, primary emotion, hope. So I thought that was a good, concise list on the topic of uh, picking the correct genre for your book. And like I said, check out the full post in the episode notes. It goes into a, a lot more detail. Especially if you're a writer, it will be of help to you. Next up is the Spun Today questionnaire submission by fellow author Travis Kepler. For those of you that don't know or that haven't heard one of these before, the Spun Today questionnaire is open to anyone and everyone that wants to fill one out. It consists of five questions that you will hear shortly. And can be found at spuntrade.com forward slash questionnaire. And it's pretty much five questions aimed at writers or creatives of some sort. Whether you're into drawing or martial arts or whatever it is that you're into. And it's uh, five open-ended questions pretty much aimed at just sharing tips and tricks and just things that can help inspire and motivate others. And that we can all collectively learn from. So it's uh, much appreciated when someone fills one of these out. As Travis did. Travis Kepler is a fellow author. Currently working on a dystopian novel entitled Predators and Prey. You can follow Travis on Twitter at TravisKepler28. Question number one. Relating to your craft, do you remember the first thing you ever wrote or created? If so, what was it? Travis responded, The first poem I remember writing was written in the third grade. It was about a veteran farting while receiving a medal and everyone trying to act like they didn't notice. The first time I tried to write a book was in the fourth grade. And it was basically my friends and I with medieval weapons and elemental powers. That's funny. That reminds me of uh, two separate things. The one of the poem and the guy farting when um, he was in third grade, the guy farting receiving a medal reminds me of Forrest Gump. Remember the movie Forrest Gump? When Forrest gets back from Vietnam and is receiving the Medal of Honor from, I guess, President Johnson, right, would have been LBJ. And he asks him, or was it Nixon? I don't know. And he asks him, yeah, yeah, it was Nixon, because then they show, like, the Watergate scandal thing. But I wonder if that was in the same scene. Yeah. All right. Um, and he asks him where where it was that he got shot, and Forrest just, like, pulls down his pants and, like, shows him 
his shot wound on his ass. <laughs> I don't know why, but that reminded me of that. I guess the metal and farting and ass. That's funny. And, oh, the other thing reminds me of a South Park episode that I don't remember too well, but I, ju- I just remember, like, the kids being, like, dressed up like medieval times type of thing or wanting to go to medieval times, like, something like that. But that's pretty cool. I wonder if you still have, like, the, the actual poem or, or the story or something like that. That would be pretty cool. Question number two. What inspires you to write or create? And Travis wrote, so many things. I look for inspiration wherever I happen to be. Language fascinates me. And the fact that we can use it to capture intense emotions and the little ridiculous moments in life is, I think, so beautiful. I want very much to create beautiful things that touch people's hearts. And I think the best chance I have of doing so is is through my writing. I couldn't agree more with that. Well said. And he continues to say, sometimes I'll just get an urge to get something down or put a wonderful feeling to words and I'll set to tinkering around until I produce something that I like. That's pretty cool. I wonder if you do any free writing, which I will showcase some of in the next segment of this episode and is also featured on every free writing session episode of the Spun Today podcast. Now, what it is, and it, you know, if anybody listening doesn't know, is literally pen to paper and you pour out your freely written thoughts, meaning anything and everything that comes to mind. And when you're in a state like that, like Travis mentions, sometimes he has this urge to get something down or to put a wonderful feeling into words. Free writing is excellent for that. It's almost meant for that. Aside from the catharsis that you get from just having that introspective outlet, it's a great way to flesh out ideas and feelings. And I feel, at least for me, is is more raw and emotional and less polished, yes, because, you know, it's just one take, you know, first draft, first thing that came to mind. You're not thinking about structure. You're not thinking about theme. You're not thinking about any of the tropes of a story or anything like that. You're just putting it out there, putting yourself out there, heart on your sleeve type of thing. I think it's a great way to get emotions out. So definitely try it if you haven't, if any of you that are listening have not. Question three. What is a hobby that you have that is unrelated to your craft? And Travis responded, I have way too many irons in the fire when it comes to hobbies. I just tend to enjoy learning new things and getting good at them, especially if it happens to put me in good company. Some of them include soccer, rock climbing, Super Smash Brothers, Melee, love the pro scene, cooking, learning foreign languages, and general travel. I like asking this question because I feel that different things that you do like bleed into each other and you get, even if they're unrelated, you get at times something that you can take from one experience and apply it to another one. And I think that's pretty cool. So I'm with you on a few of these things. Um, Not the soccer not the rock climbing, although it sounds kind of cool. But I don't think I've ever done any rock climbing at all. Except maybe in like PE class, you know, like gym class back in high school or something like that. Um, Super Super Smash Brothers, I've never played. Cooking, I'm with you on that. Um, Cooking, baking. I tried doing, you know what I did for the first time the other day? Literally, what was it, like two days ago? a beef brisket and i slow cooked it there's a a cool recipe that that i found that was fairly simple um but i slow you know i made my own rub out of you know according to the recipe out of liquid smoke olive oil apple cider vinegar garlic powder onion powder 
black pepper, cayenne pepper, salt, and dry parsley leaves. And I made the rub out of that and, you know, rubbed it all over the brisket meat, which is, by the way, um, beef shoulder. Like, I was looking for, like, a meat called, like, brisket, you know? Like, skirt steak or something like that. I thought it was just called brisket, but it's just the beef sh- shoulder, which kind of worked out because it's, it's, like, a tough, um, cheap, cheaper, like, type of meat. So, you get, like, a big-ass slab of it, like, a big hunk of it for, I think it was, like, I think it was, like, eight or nine pounds was, like, 25 bucks, 26 bucks, something like that. So, it's kind of cheap and it comes out really good um so you put this rub on and then you just put in the slow cooker for 12 hours so i left it overnight i left it for a little longer i left it for 13 hours then i took it out and then i broiled it for about 10 minutes and the crust on the outside or the skin on the outside kind of gets a nice and charred not burnt but charred and um, it was pretty good. Slow cookers, though, they tend to make the food taste like this abrillo, like um, like it doesn't have enough seasoning. I don't know what the word is in English for this abrillo, but so you have to like over season. So it was good, but it definitely could have been better. But it was cool, simple, and like tasty to make, and I like using the slow cooker. And having something, you know, cooking for, I like the idea of it, of cooking for like such a long time makes me feel like I'm doing more than what I'm actually doing. And, um, but I'll definitely, next time I try it, you know, poke holes in the meat, which my sister-in-law actually recommended. And I think is a good idea because that'll like help tenderize it more or at least help it allow it to like soak up its juices that come out of it like in the slow cooker and probably make it juicier and let the seasoning like circulate through it or something and um i would definitely season it more like i'd over season it like i'd do the rub the same way but i'd probably like add more salt and adobo and um my other sister-in-law recommended like a sopita which is like this super salty like chicken stock um not stock but uh, chicken bouillon i think it's called but yeah anyway so yeah <laughs> i'm into the cooking part also it's a it's a different form of creativity right that's all that is learning foreign languages i speak english obviously spanish and some portuguese so kind of sort of with you on that and like i have coworkers from you know, Polish coworkers, Russian coworkers, and like I ask them like how to say like different words like here and there where when I overhear them saying something, like I'll ask them what that meant or whatever, you know. Some with you on that. And general travel is absolutely dope. So a hundred percent I'm with you there as well. Question four. How do you get yourself to sit down and do your work when you're not motivated to? And Travis responded I'm a recent college graduate, and though I was an excellent student, the immovable deadlines is what helped me get real work done. This is my way of saying that I'm still figuring this one out. I was struck by inspiration often enough during my busy college years to keep me happy with the progress on my creative endeavors, but the hope to someday make a living off of it necessitates more consistent productivity so far i've found that having scheduled sprints will help get the ball rolling as well as setting goals i couldn't agree with you more that's definitely the name of the game at least from you know successful authors that i follow that are making a living off the writing, which are not, you know, just like the big names like J.K. Rowling and, and Stephen King, but people like uh, Joanna Penn from the Creative Pen Podcast, who has, I think, like 10 or 11 novels and another like six or seven nonfiction books, or a Stephen Pressfield, or a Malcolm Gladwell, a Robert Greene, etc., etc. It's about consistency 
focus on your craft, focusing on bettering your craft, but actually being productive and putting work out there. I really like that idea that you mentioned of having scheduled sprints. That sounds pretty cool to get the ball rolling. I never really thought of it that way, but it sounds it sounds like you definitely spark some writing and definitely get the ball rolling, like you said. I have more of like general, like a general schedule, like more so times that I know that I could write. Uh, like right now with a newborn at home, it's mostly when I'm on the subway riding to and from work from the, the day job. That's a good time. You know, it's like an hour each way. Or sometimes like early mornings or late nights when I'm up with the baby, you know, just fed him, just like carrying him, burping him or something like that. And I have the Scrivener app on my phone, which syncs up to the computer. So anything I write on the computer is also on my phone or anything that I write on my phone is also on the computer, etc. That's pretty, pretty handy. And um, something else that I find effective is you know keeping like physical track of your writing like i mentioned in like i start off every free writing episode with my writing stats and where that comes from is actually a tip that i got from uh jerry seinfeld not directly but um from an interview of his where somebody asked him about writing and how he uh you know gets him himself to write and like what's his uh, routines like and he has a physical calendar as i do where he marks x's on each day that he actually wrote and then the x's next to each other on the calendar make like this chain he says like he sees like a chain like each x is connected kind of and if he doesn't write on a day he doesn't mark an x he leaves it blank and then he winds up seeing that as like a break in the chain and it like irritates him to the point where he's that much more motivated to write. And then once, you know, he's written for a few days in a row and, you know, worked on his craft and he sees like a long chain of X's, then he doesn't want to break the chain. So that motivates him to continue writing, etc. So I kind of sort of got that. Well, I got like the general idea of like keeping track on paper of the days that that I write and don't write and to wait to like keep myself honest and what I do you know I don't like see it as like the chain thing and the x's I just do a, a checkbox if I wrote on a day and an x if I didn't write on that day and I want to see obviously more check marks than x's and as a way to keep myself honest I at the end of each month you know I, I jot down what the the numbers are which are the numbers that i share with you guys in the beginning of, of each episode and i also take a picture like a physical you know like picture of the calendar with the check marks and x's and i tweet it out along with the percentage and you know hashtag you know august 2018 writing stats or whatever follow me on twitter by the way at spun today but yeah that's that's something that's helped me at times get a bit you know kind of give myself a kick in the ass when i don't feel motivated to do what i got to do all right final question last and not least do you have any advice for other writers or creators whether they're new seasoned or otherwise and travis wrote i'm not sure i'm in any position to be giving out advice in this field don't worry, we all feel like that, which is good. I mean, you don't want to hear some asshole be like, yeah, let me tell you exactly what you got to do. Do this, this, and that. <laughs> all right. Uh, he continues then to say, but I would definitely encourage people to keep reading and writing when inspiration strikes them. I love seeing casual stories that people are working on and have nothing but good things to say about the writing community as I have experienced it. It can be really intimidating to see the amazing work that other people are capable of, but that isn't a reason to be discouraged. Time and practice. Very well said, Travis. 
I definitely agree that people should, you know, keep reading and writing when inspiration strikes them. But I would also add to, which is something that I got from uh, Stephen's Pres- Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art, to also push through the times that you don't feel inspired to write. And write anyways. Like sometimes, you know, in the morning I'm like sleepy and tired on the subway and I'm like, I don't want to fucking write. I'd rather, you know, listen to a podcast or a little music, doze off for like half hour. If I have a seat, more often than not, I find myself actually like manning up and writing. And for me, it's like writing, like the hardest part about writing is like starting it, like starting to do it. But like once you sit down to do it, that's it. Like once you're in, once you like crack that door open, like you're good. And, you know, I might, you know, squeeze out, you know, two or three paragraphs or maybe even one paragraph or a few sentences even and sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad but it's like working that muscle you know what i mean so you could definitely yield some positive results from getting past that patch of resistance travis thanks again for filling out the Spun Today questionnaire, which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire for anyone listening on that would like to fill out their own and be featured in a future episode of the podcast. Again, you can follow Travis on Twitter at TravisKepler28 and look out for his dystopian novel entitled Predators and Prey. Now let's head over to the final leg of the show and check out some of my crappy old free writing posts. All right, I'm going to share two separate posts with you fine folks, both of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. The first one, the first post is titled Be Humble. I wonder if that's before Kendrick Lamar's song. Be Humble, which I think he won, like, what do you win? Like a Pulitzer Prize? Was it for, for Be Humble? He won a Pulitzer for writing. And it was for the lyrics of one of his songs. I think it was Be Humble. I think. I wonder if that was before this post or after. Maybe Kendrick Lamar read this and it inspired a Pulitzer Prize winning song let me stop (laughs) all right be humble i wrote focusing on what others have that you don't have is an exercise in futility instead practice humility be happy for those that have more feel bad for those that have less and find solace in what you do have That's not to say you can't or shouldn't want more for yourself and others around you. You absolutely can and should. But elevate yourself to the point of your desires through hard work, focus, discipline, and dedication. Have the gumption to go through the rough patches so that you deserve to reap the fruits of your labor. Don't give up on your goals. And I wrote that on Thursday, June 11th, 2015, at 4.28 p.m. IST, which is India Standard Time. I don't know what that is for. I think it's Standard Time. Um, But it was during one of my trips to India, which I've traveled to in the past for, for work, a few times, three times, and I've spoken about it in the past on this podcast, so I'm not going to bore you guys with those details, but if you're interested, there's you know a few podcast episodes titled, entitled like India Trip, part one, part two, part three, etc. But yeah, that's the first thing that stands out to me from reading this. You know, it's been over three years since this first post and the fact that the like the India part stands out to me just reminds me of the like juxtaposition that 
I was in and that a lot of us are in, like when we travel abroad, period. Like if you're from the United States or the quote Western world, not to say that we're so like well off and affluent or whatever, but we do have it good compared to poorer, undeveloped, you know, third world countries. When you travel abroad, whether even if it's like for vacation or or whatever to visit family, like when I've gone back to DR or uh, for work, as it was in this case, you you're kind of in a bubble because you're there temporarily. You are often you know, let's say you stay with family, they you know treat you like a king type of thing. You know, they pamper you, you're a guest, they take care of you. Um, If you travel for work, you know, it's in a hotel and, you know, you have all the food and drink that you want and, and stuff like that. And, but you see outside of that bubble, like the poverty that exists. And sure, of course, there's poverty here as well. There's homeless people here as well, but it's not the same like being you know broke or poor or homeless even in new york where i'm from it's not the same as being homeless in india and that's the first thing that stood out to me from this post with the line that says be happy for those that have more feel bad for those that have less and find solace in what you do have because it's like for example, like you see that poverty, which kind of, you know, tugs at your heartstrings a bit. And then you also see like the flip side of that and the excess of having the privilege in my case to like travel uh, business class and, you know, see first class and like the lounges and the food and the drinks and the comfort like of that like the the quote lavishness of that not that it's like whoa wow you know something out of this world but it is you know very nice and it's like an interesting um juxtaposition there uh what else what else that's not to say that you can't or shouldn't want to have more for yourself and others yeah definitely i agree with that that it's not to say that you shouldn't or can't like want more for yourself and for your loved ones around you because you should you should have that drive that strive for for betterment but that and that definitely ties ties into that next line which is uh but elevate yourself to the point of your desires through hard work focus discipline and dedication because you should absolutely earn what you have i strongly believe that like, everything that I want in life, I absolutely want to earn it. Not to say that if I, you know, won the lottery tomorrow, I would turn it down or anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if I had the, the choice, the option, I would definitely choose, you know, the road less traveled, the, the earn it, the work hard for it road. And what else yeah that's it that's pretty much it that's all i got for this post now let's read the second and last post which is also posted to the website on august 20th 2018 which is actually the date that i'm recording this episode of the podcast that comes out this upcoming thursday on the 23rd but you know that already if you are listening to this now this post i've shared in the past it's in my book make way for you which you can purchase on amazon if you want a paperback you can uh, download the kindle version or download it to your ibooks or you can get it for free if you go to spuntray.com forward slash books drop in your email address then verify your email with the email that uh, comes to you and you'll get a free digital copy of the book if you so choose but 
back to the, what I was saying, this post is actually the post that I chose to lead off the book Make Way For You, which is tips for getting out of your own way. And pretty much it's a book on free writing posts such as this one, or exactly like this one, because this one is in there word for word, that have the common theme of like motivation and inspiration. So check it out if you're interested. And if you do, feel free to leave me a review on Amazon. It would be much appreciated. Or on Goodreads, which Amazon bought Goodreads. Did you guys know that? Yes, the company Amazon bought Goodreads. All right, <laughs> let me get to the post. Let yourself out. The greatest version of yourself is dying to come out. It's practically oozing out of your pores. But you stifle it. You stop it. You postpone it. You get in your way. Piling up hurdle upon hurdle. Instead of clearing the path to allow you to rise from the ashes of your unfulfilled self. Break that trend and stop that trajectory. You're digging a hole so deep for yourself that before you know it, will become the grave of the life that could have been. Build up to the you that you need to become. We elevate each other by lifting ourselves. It's your duty, your calling, not to squander it. We're all in this together, but it begins and ends with you. Don't waste that talent. Nurture it and allow it to have the everlasting ripple effect impact that it was meant to have. Throw a pebble of effort into the pool of the universe each day. And let's get started. I wrote that on Sunday, July 5th, 2015 at 11.33 p.m. I do believe that if you're someone that is constantly working on yourself, that the greatest version of yourself is yet to come out. Because the more you work on yourself, the more you experience in life, the more you better yourself, the more you exercise, the more you read, the more you share, the more you care, the more you love, the greater you're becoming. And, the, you know, that's a continuous lifelong journey type of pursuit. And one of our goals, I think, is to try to not achieve that because it's by definition something that's unattainable but to strive towards that and head in that trajectory in that direction and i still also agree with the line of uh or the lines rather that say but you stifle it you stop it you postpone it you get in your own way etc etc and it's true like we get we stop ourselves, we we find excuses not to do certain things that we want to be doing, we make excuses for ourselves, set up a countless amount of hurdles, like I'm not any good at this, I'm going to stop doing this, you know, I'm not a real writer, what was I thinking, and before you know it, you wind up not putting any of your work out there, not, you know, painting that painting, or finishing that drawing, or whatever it is that you're into, you know, you stop practicing the guitar, you you quit, you give up. And that's what that line is speaking to where uh, before you know it, you're digging a hole so deep for yourself that before you know it will become the grave of the life that could have been. And well, we're all filled with potential, right? But it's absolutely absolutely on us to put in the hard work and dedication and focus and the attention necessary to realize that potential but we could just as easily not realize it or probably even more easily not realize it and just squander it and maybe you still live a somewhat fulfilling life maybe it's just as fulfilling who knows but probably not right you'll always have in the back of your mind that woulda, coulda, shoulda, or that, you know, what if, 
question, which I despise. You know, what if I would have actually tried? Or what if, what if, what if, what if? I'd rather not have that what if. So, if you feel that way as well, this post speaks to you, speaks towards that. Don't waste that talent. Nurture it and allow it to have the everlasting ripple effect, the impact that it was meant to have. And that concept of like the ripple effect impact is just the idea of you never know who's listening to you, who's taking cues from you, who's reading your stuff, who's, you know, might say that something that you wrote sucks, but, you know, that makes somebody else that doesn't really trust their judgment read that thing that they said sucks and then it sparks inspiration in that other person because they actually do like it and it gets them to do something that they otherwise wouldn't like you absolutely never know it's like the the butterfly effect you know like um which is the concept of like a butterfly flaps its wings in japan and causes a tsunami in the u.s or something like that you absolutely never know who you can reach with your passion and if you are passionate about something it definitely shines through that's my opinion and that's the type of stuff that i gravitate towards that's the type of people that i gravitate towards people that are passionate about their craft about the stuff that they do about the stuff that they're into and um yeah i think that's it that's all i got for you guys on that post and that is the last post that i'm sharing with you guys on this episode of the Spun Today podcast. Again, I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. And stick around, listen to some tunes. And then the outro of the podcast you can see on different ways that you can help support. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Keep writing. Peace. to receive a short email from me once a week you know that feeling you have on a monday at work when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch have no fear the midday monday boost letter is here in this short weekly newsletter you will receive five things one is a photograph of the week from a photographer a podcast of the week i listen to tons of podcasts dozens and dozens of podcasts hundreds of episodes and I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. You receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind and a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntrade.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntray.com forward slash questionnaire. And what it is, is five open ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating what inspires you, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now you can choose to remain anonymous. If you choose to, you have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. 
And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Sponsor Today podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page. And there you will see a banner for Amazon. You literally just click on that and it takes you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but Amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website. So that would be a big help. It literally costs you nothing extra financially, just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your Amazon shopping. The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well. If you want to make a one-time PayPal donation, feel free to do so. There's a PayPal donation button on there as well. Within that same tab, you'll also find a link to the Spun Today Viral Style Store. Now, the Viral Style Store is a store where you can get Spun Today merch, whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that I personally designed. And spoiler alert, I'm no... I'm no Ralph Lauren or, you know, whoever designs Gucci stuff, (laughs) but I did create the design of those shirts myself. I have a couple t-shirts on there. One that says, for example, right need every day, which is a playoff of Snoop, Dre and Nate Dogg's smoke weed every day. So it's right need every day with like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt and uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the viral style store is also there. You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis if you become a Patreon supporter. Now, Patreon is pretty cool and it's there's a little um, video explanation of what it is and how it works, but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service, free account, and you can support not just myself, but any other uh, podcasters or creatives that also have Patreon pages. And you can choose to, for example, donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis. So the Sponsor Today podcast has two uh, episodes a month. So if you donate a dollar to it, it'll be two dollars a month, basically. And you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis. There are zero fees. You can cancel at any time. No hassle, no bullshit. And it's uh, it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated. And also, it's not just like a, for example, uh, a PayPal donation, which is just that. But through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So... If you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier one supporter. If you donate three dollars per episode, you are a second tier supporter, etc., etc. And it goes up to four tiers, and each tier gets different things. Like uh, tier one gets a free sponsored bookmark and a shout out on the podcast. Tier three gets a uh, gets those two things from tier one as well as. A free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else, etc., etc. So check that out if you will, and uh, visit my Patreon page at Patreon p a t r e o n dot com forward slash spun today. Another great, amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it. This costs you absolutely nothing. Whether you listen on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps. Please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure, 
you know you could also share with friends or family and tell them you know check out what this idiot is saying some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh but as long as you're listening (laughs) it would be much appreciated so rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen follow me on twitter or on instagram at spun today like the facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash spun today subscribe to my youtube page as well all podcast episodes are available on youtube as well as clipped versions for example with the random rant episodes you know i speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone which is also available on youtube but you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks so check that out you can also support by checking out my book make way for you tips for getting out of your own way it's a quick short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation and you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books there you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition as well as a couple of audio excerpts if you're interested you can purchase it wherever books are sold kindle ibooks kobo an ebook or paperback format which you can find on amazon also, for being a Spun Today listener, I can also send you a free copy right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books. Drop in your email address at the bottom of the page and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.